to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And China, you bamboozled me yet again. Oh, really? What happened this time? You didn't download Wish again, did you? No. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, so they got me a third time (laughs) No, the first time was the NHL jerseys that I thought I was buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turns out it that. was a scam site that just looked like the NHL site. Yeah, and so I bought a bunch of jerseys that are straight knockoffs and very clearly bad, fake. Yeah, <laughs> so that sucked. Yeah, the wish thing. Yeah, <laughs> basically downloaded it just to delete it after I made a login. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 yeah, cool, I was cool, like, cool. don't order from that app. They're like, what? <laughs> like, no, you don't want that. Trust me. They they sucker me in with this like cool gamer rug. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Yeah. And then I saw like a bunch of them and they were like way wide range of prices for like mm-hmm. the same kind of rug. I mean, yeah. I don't understand. How are they yeah. this big of gaps? Yeah. The third time was actually out of my hands, but it still got me. Okay. Please do elaborate. My, my brother... <laughs> Thought he was surprising me with the self-transforming Optimus Prime that they announced, what, like six months ago, whatever? Okay. So I got really excited. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm getting this fucking fancy-ass Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, and now I'm a little worried because it says it's from this location and I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah. But this is the video and it was like the authentic video. Yeah. Got it in the mail mm-hmm. like two days later. Okay. It was like three inches tall box i'm like yep this is not this is not <laughs> not it. the authentic item yeah <laughs> unless hasbro has made a very small self-transforming optimus prime that yeah. weighs less than a feather yeah <laughs> this is probably not it yeah sure enough it was not it was called like kkb uh commander chief or something like that Oh, okay, yeah. That was the name of the character. Yeah. It was clearly Optimus Prime. Uh-huh. This small little, like, smaller than my hand. That didn't even really transform, did it? You had to transform it yourself. Okay, yeah. Made of, like, the cheapest plastic you could find. The thing was probably worth maybe $10 if you wanted to put a, a dollar value to it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. My I brother hate- is like, he's like, so how much do you think it would be worth looking at it? I'm like, uh, $10. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Which tells me he definitely paid more than $10. More than $10, yeah. (laughs) So I think he's uh, trying to get his credit card to uh, drop that fucking charge for for the scam item. I hate how things can just be scams like that. So apparently what it was is he was on Yahoo.com. I guess that's a site people still go to. Yeah. I mean, we know it still exists. Yeah. We know it's a legitimate site. Yeah. And he said he saw the ad there, and it was the actual video of them showing the Optimus Prime, right. whatever, that okay. they showed at the announcement of it. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being a knockoff thing. So basically what was happening was this Chinese site was using that video as their marketing mm. to get you to buy this item, okay. which was just a straight knockoff. Nowhere near the size or quality of the actual product. So just like the jersey situation. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
The funny thing too is like the character doesn't have the Autobot logo on it. Mm-hmm. So like it's, I guess neutral. Yeah. Hasn't taken a side yet. Yeah, even though it's clearly Optimus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm debating putting a Decepticon logo on them. Yeah, just to have like a custom thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of kind, you know, and I could like sell it for a million dollars. There you go. Maybe it's a, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll throw it up on eBay for self-transforming <laughs> Optimus Prime Decepticon. Yeah. Edition. <laughs> self-transforming with with help of hands or something. <laughs> yeah, do me a favor and don't use my eBay account for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you hear that they're going to stop allowing people to buy content that's labeled mature on eBay? What? Yeah, so like okay. games and stuff that have like labels that are like straight only adults. Yeah, basically anything that has like sex to it. Mm-hmm. They're they're not gonna allow people to buy that anymore. That's weird. Yeah, where are you gonna buy it then? Uh, I don't know. Like I, directly from retailers. I, I mean, know. I never went to eBay to buy something like that. Yeah, I don't really go to eBay to buy something unless I really, really don't want to pay pay full price. Yeah, <laughs> like I guess there's like some video games that have like a, a very rare edition that's like mature rating so those are like floating around there that's like really hard to find and gotcha you gotta throw some money at it okay like ten dollars yeah maybe about tree fitty yeah maybe (laughs) anyways china you got me yeah yet again (laughs) as usual (laughs) all right uh let's talk about a couple new releases this week um there's a, a few of them that look pretty good to me and us, probably, this week. Um, Hulu has Marvel's MODOK series premiering on May 21st. I'm actually pretty excited for that one. I also feel like MODOK, having watched the trailer for this show, I feel like he would use the word bamboozled. So Maybe he was bamboozled. <laughs> Thought he was buying a full human body at one point and turned out being not. Just not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Netflix has a decent number of things as well. Army of the Dead, May 21st. Everybody's pretty excited about that. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's a big one. I read this and was like, oh, fuck, that's already happening? (laughs) I actually didn't even really look if it was in theaters near us. Because I know there was select areas we're going to have it the week before. But I don't think we have it in our area. Probably not. Usually when it says select theaters, it's like 100 miles away from here. Yeah, it's... (laughs) 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 um also jurassic world camp cretaceous season three also dropping on may 21st really quickly i know two i feel like was just this last year sometime yeah i've I've... and season one was like a long time before that Uh uh-huh so So they must have just made them back to back and then although i am remembering when we watched whenever we announced season two was coming out we were like this is already happening so i feel like (laughs) we keep doing that (laughs) okay Either way, it's happening, if you guys are interested in that. Yeah, it's a fun take on the Jurassic Park franchise, if mm-hmm. you want to watch it with your kids or something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and finally, Master of None comes out May 23rd. This season is uh, season three. It's going to focus on the character that Lena Waithe plays, Denise, and her marriage. It's actually going to be completely different plot than the first two seasons it's no longer going to be about uh 
Aziz Ansari's character. He's he um he has stepped into more of the direction. He's directing and co-writing for this season only. He's not so much of a main character. So um, and it's going to it, he Aziz Ansari even said in interviews that it sounded terrible on paper, but he was like when we were doing it, it came out really nice. So I think people will be pretty interested in it. Yeah, he's kind of seems like he's taken a step back from the spotlight mm-hmm. since you know shit went down with him and was it last couple years yeah i'll check it out i watched the first two seasons i enjoyed it yeah hopefully i get into this one being a whole different set of people yeah so i'm a little confused though so is it the exact same character or just she's going to be the role but she's a different character i think denise is i think it's the character that we know okay it's just after she marries Okay, so it's going to be like a time Alicia, jump, because I, I don't recall her being married in the show. She was single, no. as far as I knew. In yeah, the show. I think it's going to jump some time. Okay. But, so yeah, she's married and living in upstate New York, and then there were, they have to go through some fertility problems and some gotcha. other stuff, and okay. it's just like... So they're giving a completely different perspective. Completely different perspective. To what their style of the show yes. is. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. So it might be interesting. Uh, okay, and additionally, and in case anybody was wondering what happened to all those Quibi shows, Roku has some good news for you. If you have a Roku device or are able to get the application on whatever device you have, um, there will be 30 of the Quibi shows available to watch for free starting May 20th. Um, there's a large number of them. You can go check them out online, but I know um architecture is going to be on there the one about like building some ridiculous doghouse to match your big mansion as a movie star there's going to be uh flipped which was a really good show yeah that was a really funny show i I think that's the only one i actually followed through watching the entire series of yeah no that's not true i actually i watched the uh the doll one too i don't remember what that was called the dummy. Sex doll. dummy dummy that's yeah, also gonna so. be on this as well in case anybody yeah, wants the to one see i it. really wanted to see on this list which isn't there unfortunately is the 50 days of fright or whatever 50 states 50, of fright 50 states yeah of fright. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wanted i to started s- that one but i need to finish it before they ended all that yeah i think be. i had to go to bed or something and you were in the middle of a series that was all about the same story and i kind of never got the end of that story and so i would like to see the end of at least that story it was a weird one where they like chopped down a tree or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the uh, yeah. It's like the wife is high maintenance and yeah. wants really expensive shit. Uh huh. And then something happens where she like dies and then he like can't afford the place, so he steals whatever the expensive thing he gave her was out of her coffin to like oh yeah pay for the barn or the whatever yeah. or the house, and then her like haunted corpse comes back to life to like get it back oh, okay. it's fucking, definitely yeah, went it a like, different direction than i was yeah, expecting I, I <laughs> uh, so yeah if anybody was curious about some quibi show or yeah the quibi shows there's 30 of them going to be for free on the app or the device if you already have it um uh, a roku so check that out and they may they're going to keep quite a few shows in their back pocket probably 50 states of fright is one of those so we'll yeah, I imagine Keep they're keeping it for October to put out yeah. for like Halloween time or something. Yeah, exactly. Apparently there was a show they were going to reboot the Legends of the Hidden Temple, the whole Nickelodeon, the Nickelodeon show, show back in the 90s. That show was hella good. So they're going to reboot that on Quibi. Oh, okay. Because that obviously fell through. Yeah. Apparently the CW is getting that show. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't <laughs> to me, but... <laughs> uh, I'm not that surprised, though. 
They'll probably make it something weird where... Yeah. The temple has, like, dad issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to do something weird about it. But that's cool to see. They're going to keep... They're going to... Somebody's going to follow through with remaking that. It'll be interesting to see how ridiculous it is. Yeah. All right. Got a few schedule changes uh, to ta- discuss here. Um, first up, there's been some confusion uh, floating around the internet about the possible change in the Dune release method and date. Um, basically what happened is Deadline reported originally that according to sources, as we like to say, um, (laughs) Dune was going to be, uh, changed. They were not going to adhere to the day and date release pattern established for the 2021 slate, but that it would instead premiere in Venice in September and then go to theaters first before going to HBO Max. But multiple different sources have said that's not a thing one of which is warner brothers distribution chief jeff goldstein so kind of a reliable source since you can give a name instead of quote sources so um, yeah (laughs) who ran into a guy close to the project yeah exactly so uh yeah jeff goldstein said there there's no change to the october 1st date for dune and the film just like the rest of the slate will open in theaters the same day it arrives on hbo max he said um, so the problem here is that there's a bunch of news outlets reporting the first part without the second part. So that's kind of dumb. Yeah. I think <laughs> I saw the news, we were watching a movie or something and I saw the news on like comicbook.com and I was like, Oh, did you see this? And mm-hmm. then like the headline said that, mm-hmm. but then once I clicked on the actual article, mm-hmm. it had the update within the article saying the opposite. Yeah, I feel like... So, like, maybe change the headline. Change your headline. No shit, yeah. It's obviously clickbait is what you're doing. Collider did the same thing. So, I feel like they're just like, we're just going to leave it because somebody's going to click on it. Mm. Whatever. Uh, That being said, I still think it's in the realm of possibility that they could change it. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like they'll find a way. It's completely possible that they are changing it, but they didn't want the news out yet. And so they're denying it. That's that's an option. That's entirely possible, yeah. Uh, The other option is that it's not changing at all and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But this is the one movie out of that list that was all the controversy behind, you know, Legendary Mm -hmm. being upset with the announcement because they didn't know about it. Then they tried to sue about breach of contract stuff like that yes it it turned into a whole mess where you didn't really see that with other Mm -hmm. film production disputes yes so i would not be shocked and i know you were saying like oh watch they delay this into next year Mm -hmm. and then oh look at that now it's not coming hbo max because oh darn (laughs) they already said 2022 movies won't be on hbo max yeah yeah i I also an option yeah i still think that could totally happen but we'll see (laughs) Okay. Another thing that could happen is Brooklyn Nine-Nine has another season. Woohoo! But probably not, because this oh. is the final season, <laughs> and it's been confirmed that the air date is August 8th. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's getting the uh, some kind of fancy after Olympics treatment situation, right? Okay. Yeah. So there's two news stories there. Yeah, The kind Olympics of. is happening. Yes. Completely forgot about it. Yeah, I did too. Um, I guess it's like a really coveted spot in TV to get the first slot after the Olympics ends. Hmm. I guess because they expect everyone is still watching the sh- the, t- the channel while the Olympics are on. I don't know. I mean, they kind of do that stuff with like NBC specifically will do that where 
Is this on NBC? Yeah, it's NBC, yes. right? So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Like football and stuff. They'll do that kind of yeah. thing. Like The Office will have a special episode mm-hmm. right after whatever football game. Oh, uh, that's true. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Or they'll have a premiere of a show after something like that. Mm-hmm. Question about the Olympics, though. Mm-hmm. I know it's not quite relevant to mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but it's always been an even number, so... If they're now shifting because of the pandemic, I'm assuming, to an odd number, does that mm-hmm. mean it's now going to take place on odd numbers? Or is it just, will the next one be three years instead of four? That's a good question that I don't have the answer to. <laughs> I feel like they should just change it back to every even year. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I'm just a random... Because it's summer, two years later... Winter, mm-hmm. two years later, summer. Right. Just going to throw it all off. Yeah. Surprised they haven't made like categories of sports for like the other two seasons. I know, right? Spring and <laughs> Spring <autumn>. Olympics. <laughs> they have like uh, pogo stick competitions. <laughs> Jump rope. <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure like what would be spring related. I don't know. <laughs> Trampoline. <laughs> It'll be uh Slinky, competitive slinky stare yeah. competitions. Yeah. And for the fall Olympics, they could have uh, like bungee jumping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. The fall. It wasn't serious. <laughs> you could also argue that would be spring because you'd fall. And spring back up. And then up. spring back up. You're right. Okay, base jumping then. Then don't they just fall? Well, and so you glide back up. Oh, okay. Is that a thing you do? I don't know. Because you use the wind to like... Isn't that gliding? You know, it's like the, the the flying squirrel stuff. Oh. They just made suits out of it, right? Oh, like the French Leaper? Yeah. I actually don't know the answer. I don't know what base jumping is. <laughs> All oh, I know no, is you jump is out like, of something. It's like parachuting, but you jump at like low altitude. Yeah. So like... All I know is it involves jumping out some of something like and that. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> We're obviously well aware of what we're talking about. We're such uh, extreme sport outdoor enthusiasts. Yeah. <laughs> I get like nauseous just in like a video game where like the first person view you're like diving off of a tower yeah. to the ground or something. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm losing my body or some yeah. weird shit like that. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. So I would never do that kind of stuff. All right. Good to know. Now people know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was going to invite him. I guess I won't now. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Guess what? I have some news that you don't give a shit about. <laughs> the Friends reunion special is going to be happening at HBO Max um, May 27th. Oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, there really isn't much. It's like news. a one-time thing, too. It's not yeah. like a season. It's yeah. just like them talking about the show, right? I don't even so know. So why do you have to make that yeah. a big deal? Like, oh, it's, oh People they're are all obsessed. getting back together. It's like, okay. At any point, they could have done this. They could have done this online during the pandemic as like a viral conversation. Yeah, they could have. Which is probably what they did. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, that's happening for anybody who's all about friends. Get ready for it. Yeah. Luckily, I don't like having friends. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Star Wars Celebration is now shifting to May... 2022 apparently oh okay so uh they originally had planned to go into august of next year 
but they are, are now apparently comfortable to shift it forward to May. So it's going to take place May 26th to the 29th. Cool. So a few months earlier for anybody who's been waiting to finally go to this thing. I don't know how many times they delayed it. Right. Last year. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a safe bet. You've been keeping count then, I see. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Green Lantern was originally planned to be in the Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh. Which I, I kind like of, we kind of knew that. Like the, the initial trailer had that green glow, whatever, with Alfred being like, we've been expecting you or some shit like that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Never happened in the Snyder Cut. I know you it kept was, being like, wait, what yeah. is this gonna... <laughs> it was bothering me. Yeah. Because like, I was like, this is supposed, it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Because we knew that was a Snyder scene mm-hmm. and it never happened in that movie so it was very confusing yeah uh turns out what was going down was it was supposed to be john stewart played by wayne t carr oh. <laughs> i was like john stewart was gonna be the green lantern <laughs> the like guy john stewart not oh yeah the character <laughs> Yeah, there's a Green Lantern character named John Stewart. Yeah, I don't know that. Not the so. old Daily. Not the Daily Show, show. inventor person. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like I guess it was in the Q and A with Cinemark, and he showed a screenshot of the actor in a suit as Green Lantern. Ah, I see. So what they did basically was they replaced Green Lantern with. Martian Manhunter in the movie. Okay. Because I guess WB didn't want them using Green Lantern because they had other plans for the character. Okay. Sure. Or at least the concept of the Green Lantern, not necessarily the exact character. Right, right. Uh, which I assume is going to play into their HBO show. So they probably were really ups- like stressed at it confusing people. Makes sense. As though the DCEU hasn't confused people already. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to understand. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, that, I mean, I would have liked to see that, you know, we're not going to ever, obviously. You know what he needs to do? Hashtag release the lantern cut. (laughs) You know what they need to do? Hmm. He needs to make basically a Justice League movie with characters that represent all the characters, but aren't the characters. Uh Uh-huh. And make it completely fucking obvious. You could probably film it in China. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then like people will get that movie. Yeah. Without actually like. It being that movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just so we get, like, what was gonna be the thing. Yeah. I don't know. People are gonna be like, we fucking got it. Yeah. We didn't, though. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Right. Another thing we are getting, apparently, is Michael Jordan in Space Jam 2. There's okay. no clue on the size of his role or if it's going to be even him in person or if it's, like, footage from the first movie. But apparently Don Cheadle... Told Access Hollywood that he will appear in some capacity. Okay. Which I have to wonder if he was supposed to say that or if he fucked up. Yeah. Because I feel like that's like a thing you would want to be a surprise. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess, Michael Jordan is kind of a big name to not put in marketing. Yeah, that's true. But I would have to think, too, that LeBron James would not want to be overshadowed by Michael Jordan yeah. in the marketing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, some other fun appearance news that we have. We already talked about Knives Out 2 last week, but we have some more people that are joining the cast. Janelle Monet, Edward Norton, and Katherine Hahn. 
We're not sure if she'll be playing Agatha, but... Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if somehow she was like Agatha Christie? The, like, crime writer? That's too much of a deep cut. Yeah, yeah I don't know anything <laughs> about your joke. I needed you to say that she was a crime writer for me to even know that it was going there. Yeah, it's fine. So basically you had to answer the joke for me. Yeah, it was a bad idea. I'm sure somebody else was laughing. Yeah. Right? Someone's like, oh my gosh, she's a hoot. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a, the three pretty big names coming to Knives Out too. How much time do they have in this movie? That's going to be a big cast. Well, but they did the same shit with the other movie, right? That's and they true. all had very small roles to an extent. That's a good point. It could just be a large ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of those original people aren't going to be in the next one, so that makes more sense now that I think about it. And none of these people have like character whatever descriptions right all, there's no cast all exact role very announced. vague because they yes. don't want you to know anything about any of them mm-hmm. but speaking of dave bautista which we announced last week in that mm-hmm. movie uh he apparently turned down a role in fast and furious uh in place of trying to get a gears of war movie good where he can play marcus <laughs> phoenix i fully support that decision yeah well i'm a little confused by all this though so here's his quote he said, uh, talking to the Collider, he said, I had a chance to get a meeting at WB. They wanted to talk to me about Fast and the Furious, and I said, I'm not interested. Let's talk about Gears of War character Marcus Phoenix. Okay. So he's already, like, ready to go. I mean, he's yeah. been wanting to be this character for a long time. There yeah. was, like, rumors of him being tied to the project that was announced years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's got all that DLC content in the Gears of War 5 game. Yes. Or you could play as him in the campaign and mm-hmm. multiplayer and all that stuff. I guess I'm a little confused. Does WB have any ties to that movie that was announced? That like, We don't even know if it's even in production still, but I it's mean, been pretty quiet. Not that I know of. Because Microsoft owns the property. Oh. It's Gears of War. It's Microsoft. Yeah. It's a first party game. <laughs> Are we just assuming that Microsoft has something to do with WB because Sony has something to do with... Disney Marvel? I, I don't... Well, <laughs> so that's the thing. is Obviously, he, if anybody would know if WB had ties to the yeah. movie. As far as I'm aware, WB has nothing to do unless, with the movie. Unless they don't have anything to do with it and he wants them to. Like he's trying to push for them yeah, to... Yeah, like, hey, take this project To on. get a project yeah. to do the movie. Okay. Yeah. That's the only option because I don't really think they have anything to do with it. That's why I was like, well, why would you give up a role that could like be a big boosts for you i mean does he need any boost at this point <laughs> well okay not that he like he's not like a household name but like fast and furious is a pretty big brand mm-hmm. right yes so but it's I... also tired as fuck so i mean that's my opinion i guess i just feel like there's been so mm, many of them it's stupid popcorn flick people yeah. like to just see how ridiculous it gets mm. right at this point yeah they're gonna sell tickets to those movies I guess I just, in my head, it's like they're not going anywhere with announcing any new movies anytime soon, right? So why wouldn't you just uh, take on this project and then go into trying to get WB to do that? Yeah, that's true. Still. Like, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it has to be one or the other. Yeah. I guess is where I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah, the thing is, though, I feel like Dave Bautista does not need the Fast and the Furious franchise to get his career, like... Yeah, not he's... so much about getting his career going. It's yeah. just like... It's a big brand to be in, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I know, but I'm saying he probably is at the point where he's getting all these good parts already. 
So he's probably like, I want to do projects that I'm interested in. Yeah. Rather than And he's, just... he's a big Gears fan, so. Yeah. So it makes sense to me. I mean, hopefully he can, him having clout with the studio would help. That'd be cool. Yeah, assuming they have anything to do with the project. Yeah. As last I heard, it was Universal Pictures. but For Gears? For the movie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been a long time since they... like The last we heard about that movie was... It was announced to be... The Coalition was, was working with them to make the script. And yes. they had no castings for yeah, it. Yeah, that was in 2019. Was that recent? There I was felt a thing. Like it in, was like years before that. There was even. a thing in 2019 that talked about uh, Rod Ferguson. Yeah, talking long to, before he left. He said, "I've talked to Dave Bautista three times personally about this insane, his insane desire to make a Gears movie, and some other stuff." Mm-hmm. But um, well, we know they're point, we know they're was, at least tied to Dave Bautista because he's in the fucking games. Yeah. So, uh, at the very least, they're talking about game related stuff. Yeah. At this point, as of 2019, it was semi-tentatively attached to Universal, but I don't know where where anything is at at this point. Easily a project they can make into a successful movie. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know how... I just don't get why it takes so long to make some of these properties into movies, because it's like, you got the source material, like, you know you've got the story, so why not just fucking... Put the money behind it and make it good. Yeah. It's not complicated. It really isn't. Yeah. Stop looking at these as like movie adaptations of games and just look at them as IP world buildings that you can use in a movie. Exactly. That is exactly what they should be doing instead of trying to model it after the game exactly. Unless it's Resident Evil. I know. I was, as soon as I was saying that, I was like, except for Resident Evil. <laughs> no, it depends on the game, obviously. Yeah. Like, some games, if they're, like, designed around open world, vast Mm storylines, you can do that. But if it's a very, like, A to B story, you know the characters and all that stuff, there's not a whole lot of expanded story there, Mm -hmm. focus on that. Yeah. Dead Space would also be another really good movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be, like, the next fucking Alien, if they did it right. Yeah. There's a fucking meme floating around the internet right now of somebody has like a clearly like a prop of a face hugger that's like sitting on the ground and someone's like, oh, it's fucking spider, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's not a spider. They're probably just trying to be funny. Like, it's, yeah, do, but they're like. They're trying to make people believe it's a spider. Well, a lot of people believe it's a spider in this okay. setting. Okay. <laughs> so clearly those people have not seen Alien. It's like a rat-tailed spider. Yeah, it's got like this long-ass tail and then somebody was like, does it have balls because there's like the little oh, sacks yeah. <laughs> big enough balls to be in my fucking house yeah anyway. must be one of those australian spiders yeah that's what people are saying like no burn the whole house down like <laughs> yes if you had a face hugger in your house you should definitely yeah. burn the whole house yeah. down i agree we should be okay though yeah because they're isolated too Australia. Yeah. So even if xenomorphs are yeah. roaming the entire country, yeah. should be okay. Yeah. Unless they start adapting and taking over whales. Yeah. That'd be awkward. All right. Netflix has another popular series um, that they are going to work on coming up here soon. Ultraman. The anima- it is going to have an animated movie with an all new story. I know some people are big fans of that. 
Um, Never really got into this property. Not that I'm against it. I just don't know anything about it. Yeah, I learned a lot about it. There is a current Netflix series, isn't there? There's a series, yes, but they're going to have a movie. Oh, okay. Um, So uh, it's Subaraya Productions with the animator Shannon Tyndall, who worked on Coraline. And so is it going to be still animated then? I d- it did not say, but there was another thing that that person worked on that was not the same as Coraline. So it may or may not be. It says animated. It doesn't okay. say. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a new storyline not related to the animated TV series, which is already on Netflix. So it's just going to be in the same universe. There okay. we go. Universe. So Sorry. The same brand name character, yes. but they're going to fucking make their own. They're going to make their own story. Um, it does say stylized art, but not strictly anime. So there could be some creative takes because of the okay. Coraline influences, if you Probably will. check this out at some point. Yeah. Probably um, after they make it and it's yeah. out to watch. Yeah. So what I learned is, I don't know if this is like character canon, but uh, the film follows Ken Sato, or Sato, a superstar baseball player who returns to Japan to become the latest hero to carry the mantle of Ultraman. Obviously, his plans go awry, however, when he's compelled to raise a newborn kaiju monster, <laughs> the offspring of his greatest enemy, as his own child. Sato will ha- also have to contend with his relationship with his estranged father and the schemes of the kaiju defense force. Why isn't this on CW? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, whatever the CW anime. <laughs> it sounds kind of like, uh, I saw a movie back in the day called... Uh... Fuck, what was it called? Enemy State or something like that. Enemy Mind. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like Dennis Quaid. Enemy of the State? It's like a sci-fi movie where yeah. it's him and like this alien shooting at each other in space and they both crash on the planet and then they have to work together to survive even though they're like enemies at some in some war. Is that one? Enemy Mind. Yeah, Enemy there mind. it is. Yeah. So, it just reminded me of that. And then, like, the the premise is he ends up having to take care of the, like, enemy's kid when uh-huh. he dies. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, if anybody was looking into, was interested in Ultraman, they're going to have another uh, a movie coming along to Netflix. Also, on Netflix, we are going to get a sequel to Enola Holmes. In case anybody was really hankering for one of those. It was pretty obvious they were going to have yeah. a sequel by the yeah. end of that it's, movie. Yeah, it's just confirmed now that Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill are set to return for the sequel. Yeah, MB2. Huh? MB2. That's what she goes by these days. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and some fairly big news that happened. AT&T, Warner Brothers decided to merge media assets with Discovery in a $130 billion deal. Basically, a couple years back, AT&T was like, we're going to buy up everything. And so you have this one company that's a telecom company owning media, and uh, you have all the things under one giant roof, which everybody's like, no, don't do that. Monopoly, monopoly. But they were like, no, we're going to do it anyway. So now they're like, maybe we shouldn't have done that. WB and HP and all that stuff was like what that was. Yes, exactly. So they are changing their mind, (laughs) and they have now discussed... Merging those assets with Discovery Plus. So HBO Max, what's currently on HBO Max and what's currently on Discovery Plus, those properties are all going to be merged into one 
uh, ownership. So they're not buying Discovery Plus? No. It's okay. a merger. So they would technically both own Discovery uh, HBO then. Yes, I think. But as far it as I understand. Seems like AT&T would have majority. Yes, AT&T, AT&T still owns it, part of it, a large portion of it, but they're going to have it under the direction of the Discovery guy rather than the guy mm-hmm. that everybody's pissed at about the well HBO that's probably deal. just under the contractual agreement they came up with like yes okay you could have more stakehold but we get to run it or yes. some shit like and that. basically in the in the uh industry the guy which i cannot remember his name but the david zaslov there we go um who's the discovery ceo he has much more industry experience and he's apparently uh not newer to the streaming world as the HBO Max guy mm. who will be leaving at the end of the year was. So um, it's basically combining you got HBO Max, WB, CNN, TBS, TNT, Cartoon Network, plus all of the stuff that's on Discovery Plus, which includes HGTV, Food Network, TLC, among lots of other things. Now here's the thing: is it feels like it's more AT and T's just buying them, but they're calling it a merger because yeah. The stats were like that Discovery only had like 15 million subscribers or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it wasn't very good. Yeah. So I know it seems like AT&T is buying them, but apparently AT&T took on a ton of debt to acquire <laughs> HBO in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. But I they're taking on debt with this one too, I think. They're getting rid of some of it. Oh, by buying By this? letting Discovery take some reins. I think that's my understanding. I'm really bad at the whole so like the corporate. Getting some of the debt. And yes. So they're they're just they're giving away some debt. Part of it. Yes. Yeah. That's my understanding of okay. it. Okay. It's very hard to understand. It's all like very like corporate business lingo and all that. Well, but... all I took away from this is yeah. all of our jokes about Disney or Discovery Plus being a like who wanted this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just made them a reality. Yeah, it did. And that they're just. Throwing the dog a bone, in my mind, yeah. to put Discovery Plus on HBO Max so they can have more content and then help Discovery Plus. Yeah, so there's a discussion. Lack of subscribers. Yeah, there is a discussion that they will have a combined platform, or there's also the possibility that they will keep HBO Max and Discovery Plus separate, but then offer a bundle kind of like. Disney They'll and probably CNN do that, or whatever the fuck it that ESPN. would make more sense. They're probably going to do a bundle. That's the way they could then compete with Disney with ESPN, ESPN yeah. and Hulu. Because and that's Disney the Plus. thing that HBO didn't have. I think is what they were saying. They didn't have news or reality TV. Something. I think it's reality TV because like a ton of reality it's TV is on Discovery. Basically, all Discovery is is reality TV. <laughs> niche market fucking shows yeah. of that. Yeah. Nobody cares about. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I, I just, all I hope, I hope from this is that we still get to keep our HBO Max included in our internet subscription for a long time. I mean, we should. It has, it shouldn't have anything to do no, with it. No, it shouldn't, but just since I mean, they said that, we get they it. They did, So yeah. they can't really yeah. take that away, I don't feel like. Yeah, no, I agree. If they can, then I'm going to be upset. Yeah, same. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. Then I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I will tweet out at HBO or <laughs> AT&T and I say, I am upset. <laughs> With no further context. Yeah. All right. Well, something that didn't upset me 
Okay. In the news this week. Yeah. Uh, Adult Swim has announced that they are going to have three movies that they are putting into production. Oh, really? Uh, an Aqua Team Hunger Force movie. Ooh. A Metalocalypse movie. Okay. Double ooh. Yeah. I didn't watch Metalocalypse. Yeah, you did. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I made you watch an episode. Yeah. But it wasn't Thunder one of my Horse. Fa- it wasn't one of my favorites. Uh, and then Venture Bros, which is like one that like ended very abruptly and people were pretty upset they didn't have a conclusion to that story specifically. Okay. So I'm assuming at the very least these are to give that story a ending. Yeah. Because uh, each will con- have continuation of the series. So it's going to lead off from what, what how they ended. This, yeah. They're not like one-off things. Uh, and it'll be available for 90 days on physical and digital purchase uh, until it's hitting HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Okay. Discovery Plus to be determined. Yeah. At a later date. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. There was no release date or anything like that, but I would hope that they're announcing these, that it's like they're pretty much done with most of it. Yeah. The question, I guess, would be if they're going to release them all at once or if it's like throughout the year or something. Right. Space them out. You would think they would space them out. At the very the, least for HBO Max. They're mostly the same audience. With the exception of yes. me. Like yes. Most people liked all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's true. If, most people, if they liked one of them, they liked all of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Uh, Disney's movies, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> it's ten, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless they've added, a, unless they've reason, added a ring or two, I don't know. For some reason, mid sentence is like, "How many rings is it?" I mean, I have no idea if Shang Chi's been proposed to <laughs> since the release of the trailer. You know, that could have changed. Yeah. Um, or maybe he was engaged, and it, yeah, it's no more. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Shang Chi and Free Guy are going to have forty-five day forty-five day theatrical windows, apparently. Yeah, CEO Bob Chappick, I think, basically said that this was no going back as far as theaters getting Disney movies again. And it's kind of like the shift. It's their shift back into theaters because I think they're confident that, that those are opening back up at this point. Yeah. And also, didn't the I think the theatrical window used to be, historically, was like 90 days. Yeah. So hopefully this is setting the precedent that it's a shorter window. That'd be a good. Okay I mean, we've me. seen that with other studios. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that Universal was doing the forty-five day. I think so. I think we had another studio recently also say something about. I think was it WB saying that they were doing forty-five days now for yeah. their next twenty twenty-two slate of movies. Yes. So it, I, you know, and I kind of was saying that long before the pandemic. It's like it seems weird that we have these long waits between theater to to release it's like yeah just release theater and digital and let people pick which fucking format they want yeah like what does it at the very least shorten that that gap it doesn't make sense yeah exactly so that's good news in that same realm of news though apparently jungle cruise which is the dwayne johnson and emily blunt movie Mm -hmm. based off the ride at disneyland uh, it's going to be added to Disney Plus as well as theaters for its release. Okay. It's, of course, going to be the premiere access, whatever they call it, for $30. Okay. But you do not have to go to theaters to watch this one. That's nice. Which is why this is a little confusing about the Shang-Chi being exclusive to theaters for 45 days. 
mm-hmm. because it's like there. It, it seemed like they're picking and choosing which films are exclusive to theaters and which ones it will be like. Okay, well, you also watch it on Disney Plus, and yeah, uh, it almost makes me wonder if like they have like a plan of the more family friendly movies will be Disney Plus access. It's a smart plan. But wouldn't it be the opposite because you would want more tickets sold to a family at a theater? Yeah, but think about it. There's a lot of people who just don't see movies because they know their kid won't sit through them at the, in public. Mm-hmm. So you can sell those tickets. You can sell okay. that movie to people who without them having to leave their home. Yeah, again, public. I guess what's it called? Trolls World Tour yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. Really show that you could have success with a movie yeah. visually. So... I Plus, guess you're right. They could just have the deadline of basically end of July, beginning of August, because Free Guy is supposed to come out August 13th, and Shang Chi is September 3rd, while Black Widow is still July, right? So, yeah, Black Widow is still going to be it's released, I think, July 9th or something. Yeah, so maybe they're just saying after July we're going back to normal ish, <laughs> but I don't know. It could just be time related, is what I'm suggesting. When does this movie come out? July 30th. So maybe end of July is their cutoff? Okay. I'm just guessing. I don't know. It could be either. It makes more sense if it's strategic, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think we're still kind of in this limbo of what to do yeah. as far as like what studio's plans are. Mm-hmm. Next year, I think, will be a lot more clear mm-hmm. as people are more comfortable going to theaters. Yeah, definitely. But one thing that we can for sure see on Disney Plus is the Marvel's What If series, which is an animated take of anthology stories within the marvel universe yeah uh, what and, if something had gone slightly differently mm-hmm. yeah yeah like one's gonna be the zombie take on the comics which would be really cool yeah uh so apparently ign had contacted disney uh asking the release date because it was a summer window but there was mm-hmm. no actual release date mm-hmm. uh Disney had confirmed it will be in August, but no date within August. Okay. So we know a month. Yeah. Basically, after Loki, we'll be getting this and then going into Shang-Chi. Makes sense. Uh, In more Marvel news, Miss Marvel, the series that is supposed to come out on Disney Plus, we don't know exactly when, um, that series has finished production officially. They had originally started filming in Georgia, but they moved to Thailand for a lot of their filming, and they finally were able to wrap their filming, even though they did have to get, like, a waiver and some other... They had to follow a lot of restrictions and special protocols for COVID because there's another surge happening in Thailand, I guess. But despite all that, they overcame it, and they have completed filming. So that's good news for everybody who is looking forward to that series. Yeah, as far as we know, it's this year. Yeah, release just no date, but they haven't really given a specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, I guess you have to assume December. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I imagine they definitely have... late this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with that character having the powers she has, mm-hmm. like the CGI would have to be. Yeah, a lot of work, I imagine, unless they're not going to have a whole lot of her using powers in this series. I don't know. Yeah, I'm also very curious of the storyline, given the fact that it's taking place in Thailand. You know. <laughs> Now that I think about it, it is probably an origin story, which means it's probably going to be mostly about her just becoming mm-hmm. an inhuman, okay. which then means we're probably not going to see her. A lot of powers, okay. As an inhuman for most of it. 
Okay. It'll probably be like, I don't know how many, do we know how many episodes it is? I do not. I imagine it's going to be shorter, probably like probably. six to eight. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, probably expect maybe three episodes where she may or may not be inhuman yeah. at the point. Okay. Unless, it's like we'll a lot, do... unless they do like a lot of flashback storytelling. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see sometime this year. Assuming she's even inhuman in this. Yeah. Again, we, they That's might not point. even do that because they tried that a while back and it didn't work out very well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're over the Inhumans, and she's going to be a mutant. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. All right. First up, I checked out Girls 5 Eva. I didn't expect to watch this, but I found out the first episode of, even though it's on Peacock Premium, I found out the first episode is free to watch even if you don't have Peacock Premium. So if you're curious about it, you could check out one episode and not have to pay anybody anything. Uh, It came out on Peacock on May 6th, and it was... They might as well call it Girls 5 Free. Yeah, but it would just be one free. Girls 1 Free. Okay, Girls 1 Free. (laughs) They should have done five episodes free, but I don't think there's that many episodes. There's only eight episodes, so that'd be too much of the show that they have to give away for free. Anyway, uh, this is created by Meredith Scardino, who is known for the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt series. Um, And I can see why after watching it. Um, And it was executive produced by uh, Scardino as well as Tina Fey and a few other people. The primary characters are um, Sarah Bareilles, who's an actual singer, and she's one of the main characters, and Busy Phillips, and Paula Pell, and Renee Elise Goldsberry, who apparently people know from Hamilton, which I still haven't seen yet, so Mm. I don't know that, but (laughs) other people do. Um, Well, when you watch Hamilton, you'll be like, oh, that's that. Oh, that's the chick from Girls 5 Eva. (laughs) Eva. Yeah. So the premise of this show is these women are... Four of the original five people that were in a, like, a Danity Kane style, like, not Spice Girls level popularity, but somewhere middle of the road that had a couple of hit songs at most. Like kids' birthday parties? No, they had, like, a record, but it didn't go any color. Like, it didn't go gold, platinum, silver. It just, like, they sold some records. Um, And then... Uh, so that was in the 90s that they supposedly had this, and now they're in their 40s, and some young rapper samples their song, and they decide to get back together to try to, like, do it again. Gotcha. But they're all dealing with it as early 40s women who have way different priorities than they did when they were in their 20s or whatever age they were. So um, it's ridiculous. It's got silly humor. Some of it, it's it's funny, I guess. Some of <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I there, guess. There are some funny moments. Some of it does feel forced, but I don't know. It's a little too feel-goody for me. I don't usually like something so feel-goody. Gotcha. But it is. there is humor in it, and uh, it's it's entertaining-ish. Okay. So, so I what watched, would you give it? Um, I watched four and a half out of the eight episodes. I, I think it tells a lot that I didn't even finish that last half of that episode. <laughs> So I'm going to say, um, test it for me. 
if I was super bored, I might go back and finish the rest of the episodes. Um, and I will note that I only watched more than the first episode because we got a trial of Peacock Premium. I would not have paid for Peacock for this. I was fully intending to review it with just one episode, but here we are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was there was it was funny, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Okay. Yeah. Well, make sure you don't write anything about it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever write in something, I'm gonna make sure it's not about this. Yeah. We also checked out a few episodes of That Damn Michael Che. It's on HBO Max. Also came out on May sixth. It's a sketch comedy series created by Michael Che, who you may know from SNL as one of the co-anchors of Weekend Update. And I think he watched like three or four episodes. I can't remember. It was, there were some funny jokes. I think it was uh, more on the political side. And so if you like Michael Che on Weekend Update, you'll probably enjoy it. I think it was a little too topical for me to get into. Because mm-hmm. usually when I watch stuff, I don't want it to be the news. So I don't know if there was like just humor I didn't understand or if it was about issues that I don't understand, which is entirely possible. But I really don't even think it was all that funny. I don't know. Like, I guess maybe I didn't get the humor. Yeah, that's it. just a... felt like he was trying to tackle topics. Overall, I think it was worth checking out. I didn't really find it to be. It was more of like dark comedy, if you will. There was some a little bit too much truth to the comedy, and so it wasn't as enjoyable as I might have expected it to be, based on his like weekend update jokes. Um, so for me, I, it wasn't that amazing. I feel like he was a different person yeah. in this than he is in SNL. Yes, and that might just be because he has to put up a front for the show. Yeah, of SNL, but like he felt like he was putting on this different persona in this. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know which... which... alone threw me off. hmm And then, I don't know, just the skits didn't work for me. And, like, he'd have these commentaries that he did between skits or scenes within mm-hmm. the... Basically, one episode is a whole skit. hmm It's just different scenes. Yeah. I feel like the commentary didn't necessarily always match what he was leading into for a skit or vice versa. It just felt like it was... Up in the air, like he did, it just didn't feel like there was a lot of structure, yeah, to how they organized the narrative of this series, yeah. So I didn't really like it. I didn't, I I probably, I think we watched what, uh, well, I watched, I think, two, maybe three episodes, Uh and I'd watched two before that, so I think we watched a total of four. I'm probably checking out at this point, yeah. I don't think I'm probably not going to go back to it because I, the first two, I think, were a little bit on the lighter funnier side in mm-hmm. my opinion and the ones that you the ones started the ones I saw I felt were very serious the ones that you started they were way more serious and way darker and there were some funny moments but for the most part they were like oh this is depressing so um it's just uh, probably a, a test it for me I don't yeah. think I'll be going back to it at all it was a, it was a burn it for me yeah I just thought it was terrible yeah and... yep okay we also checked out Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix which this came out May 7th and it's based on the image comic book series Jupiter's Legacy by Mark Miller and Frank Quitely. This is about a group of uh, people who get powers, or they got powers in the like the 30s during the Depression, and they formed a union of superheroes and followed this code of no killing, no po- like not getting involved in politics and all this like um, we're separate from all of the drama situation. Union of superheroes, 
but then they have children who are very dramatic <laughs> and want to be involved in all the stuff. And it's a uh, difficult dealing with them dealing with their children, dealing with modern society and trying to stick to their own code of rules uh, while they're trying to deal with the modern uh, modern day events that are clearly making it difficult for their set of rules to be functional. It was really a strong narrative on like uh, social ideologies. Yes. Where you may follow what you believe is what your ideals are, mm-hmm. but like you truly have different ideals that you aren't following because of yeah. what you're being told is what you should be following as your ideals. Uh, a couple big names in this. We got Josh Demel. He's the main character. He's the char- his uh, superhero is known as the Utopian. And then Leslie Bibb, she is Lady Liberty, who is the Utopian's wife, um, mm-hmm. appropriately. And a lot of other people that you've seen other stuff, but not super big names. Um, they seem to have like a different wide-ranging level of powers. I still feel like I had a lot of questions at the end of season one. I think it's supposed to be built up to give you shit to learn about in season two yeah but i i think the biggest problem for me with this 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 series was they focused too much on things that i felt could have been like one or two episode plot points and they just dragged them on like the origin of how they got their powers oh my god goes on pretty much the entire forever (laughs) list of episodes yeah and I was so it fucking mad. It was not even that exciting once you found yeah. out what it was. Like, oh, cool. Uh, so. I kind of liked how they jumped back and forth between the 1930s and modern day. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it worked to an extent. But there, then there were certain episodes where they were basically focused on only the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Um, there was probably, like, one episode where I was like, nothing happened in this episode mm-hmm. that deemed it needing to happen or to exist. Yeah. We got struggles for one of the characters, but we we already knew those struggles. Mm -hmm. And then nothing... There was no growth for any character or any plot point by the end of that episode. Yeah, you ended in the same place you started. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have like a weird, small, nitpicky thing that kind of bothered me. The age makeup. I felt like I didn't... I just didn't love it. A lot of the people that they, a lot of these characters clearly have age makeup on because they had them play them younger self, their younger mm-hmm. selves as well. And these people in real life are probably somewhere between the two ages. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I, the the brother, Utopian's brother, uh-huh. was that was like a mind fuck for me because yeah. like, I feel like he looks nothing like he looks when he's in the 1930s. Yeah. And so I'm like, so is he an older person and they made him look different for the 1930s or is he a young person and he looks... Because both versions look like they are not wearing makeup. To me, they both look like they just look like that person. Yeah. But they don't look alike. Yeah. Whereas the other characters like Like Utopia kind of look like... He looks like he's wearing age makeup. He looks like he's wearing like graph skin on his cheeks. Yeah, and so does Leslie Bibb because I know she doesn't look like that. Or um, Lady Liberty's character. Yeah, she's a little bit older. I mean, you yeah. can kind of tell with the hair coloring that it yeah. was like, that was not her yeah. natural hair color. They made it very gray and... Yeah, like straight, it's almost white, basically. Yeah. I know. I think there was criticisms on the show on social media where people compared it to like Power Rangers. I don't think it was that bad. No, as far it as wasn't. As far as the character costumes and all that stuff. But like it... 
the storyline is a lot more interesting than a Power Rangers storyline would be. <laughs> oh, because it has one? Yes. <laughs> um, but it's also confusing. I feel like there's a lot of different plot lines going on. I think they needed to stick to one storyline and, sh- and and tone down the flashbacks. Yes. You know, they really focused in on some characters at some points that in the end weren't even really that relevant to the season. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case and just leave their importance for the next season if they will be later on you know yeah the more modern day stuff is what i cared about mm-hmm. and we got less than i thought we would be getting on that storyline yeah it really was just set up for like the oh shit moment for the end of the season <laughs> rather than actually leading to any actual conclusion yeah also i have like a personal beef with how the children reacted or the ch- one of the children reacted to their life growing up as a superhero's daughter mm-hmm. i feel like Maybe I'm being unsympathetic because I can't say because I've never been a superhero's child. But to me, I'm like, grow the fuck up. You know, your parents are saving the world and you're like, wham, poor me. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just seems like yeah. a weird storyline yeah, like to me. The daughter of Utopian or whatever yeah. is like probably one of the worst characters in Terrible. this show. I think she's, she's a whiny little bitch. <laughs> like, I get they're trying to give her some kind of story arc but it just feels like it's not relevant it just doesn't matter it's not it doesn't lead anywhere of importance other than for us to i guess feel bad for her but i don't i don't i feel like she's just annoying and selfish and yeah stupid Mm -hmm. and i don't like her character yeah it's not leading me anywhere that's good so yeah That that was a gripe i had but overall it was okay to watch like i didn't hate it yeah, I just hope that they kind of focus more on modern day yeah. now that they've gotten past yes. the origin stuff. The one thing that really kind of confused me too, though, is like, so we get that there's only like a handful of people who get these powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But then a lot of people yes. have powers in modern times. That's exactly so what I'm saying. Is there a bunch of incest going on? There's it's so a little confusing questions. as far as why is there so many people with powers, but then there's... So little amount of people who started out with powers. That is exactly why I have so many questions. Like, <laughs> give me those backstories. Don't yeah. give me, like, the eight episodes of how do they get the powers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't honestly even care they fucking got the powers. Yeah. They got the powers. Yeah. Tell me how they went from six people or whatever to, like... To however many other, like, super villains. Fucking... A world full of yeah, fucking they're like they're super villains people. doing all this kind of shit everywhere. So like, how do those fuckers like, get their powers? This is like an Adam and Eve level yeah. fucking confusing storyline here. The problem is like now that they've revealed how the main crew got their powers, now I need to know how everybody got their powers because it's mm-hmm. not related to the same event. It can't. It be. couldn't be. It's not possible. So that's a bodge me. If they never really gave us an answer, I'd still be pissed off at not knowing how they got their powers. But I'd be less pissed off because I wouldn't be wondering how everybody else got their powers. I would yes. think they're all somehow tied together. Yeah, I think that the, unless they plan on answering questions, it does seem like this show has given me more questions than answers. Yes, that is correct. And I definitely feel like it was an underwhelming ending to the season. Yeah, like when it ended, we were like, oh, okay. Yeah, like the ending doesn't really <laughs> feel like it even matches... The lead up of what the problem is. Exactly. It's just kind of like a different thing. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, is it over? Yeah, oh, that was it? Oh, okay. I guess I'll go to bed then. So for me, I would say <laughs> it's probably... Uh, it's a test it for me. I I will say I, it's on the higher end of a test it. Like, I will probably check into season two. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. 
if it doesn't start strong in season two, I'm probably going to be over it. I am right there with you. Exactly. I'm going to test it as well. I will try the next season and see where it goes. And if I don't get some interest right away, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I got too many other things in the backlog. Yeah. I mean, I might just try the comic out instead and good just question. see if that's yeah. any better. That's a good point. The comic could be way better. <laughs> I'm assuming it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a bit disappointing overall. Okay. And finally, we saw our first movie together in theaters in over a year. <laughs> it was very yeah, exciting. Yeah. You know, I called up uh, Edwards Theater <laughs> and I said, you know what, you stupid fucking cunts. <laughs> You've deprived my wife and I of romantic <laughs> dates. For far too long. For far, far too long. <laughs> I demand that I get this entire theater to myself. <laughs> and her. She can come too. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. Oh, we're so sorry. We're, we're, such, we're such pieces of shit. You can have it. <laughs> you can have it. Yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, we got the theater to ourselves. It was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I guess nobody knows the theaters are open yet, or I don't know. I, I told you, I demanded yeah. <laughs> oh, right. that Sorry. I get it exclusively to us. My mistake, yeah. They, they had didn't to, move everybody else into different They had rooms. to like shun everybody away. Yeah. There was like hundreds, probably thousands of people trying to get into this movie. Yeah. They were like, you can't. <laughs> um, okay, so the movie that we saw was Nobody, which is pretty cool because I was excited to see this. Oh, so I guess nobody but us <laughs> got to see it. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to check this movie out, and I really didn't want to pay $20 to fucking rent it. So this was pretty exciting that the, the theaters opened up in time for us to check it out on mm. our unlimited pass. So we didn't even have to pay extra. It was great. Yeah, I've seen two movies, and I think there's been a total of four other people in those two theaters. Yeah. And so just the other theater. Yeah. <laughs> so Nobody released theatrically on March 26th of this year. It is... An American action thriller film directed by Ilya Nyshuler and written by Derek Kolstad, who is known for the John Wick films, which explains a lot. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Um, It follows a man who helps a young woman on a bus being harassed by a gang of thugs only to become the target of a vengeful drug lord. I want to be very careful about what I say about this movie because I don't want it to be spoilers, Mm -hmm. but it's really fucking cool what they do. And your obviously your main cast. You have Bob Odenkirk. He is Hutch Nobody Mansell. He is a uh, he's your main character, and he's becomes embroiled in this conflict. Um, mm-hmm. And it's unclear if he's happy or not happy about it. <laughs> so, um, and then we also have Connie Nielsen who plays. Uh, you guys might everybody might recognize her from Wonder Woman as. Queen Hippolyta. She is um, Hutch Mansell's wife. She gave that whole life away just so yeah. she could be a realtor. Oh, the, the realtor wife of an accountant. <laughs> Not recently, but there's other movies mm-hmm. that have the same kind of premise where you have somebody yeah. who's... He's a man of mystery, obviously. Yes. Like We're yeah. not supposed to know exactly what he does, but yeah. it's pretty fucking apparent what he does yes. if you pay attention in the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first scene that he fights somebody. Yes. Uh, I think the fighting, the fighting scenes were probably the best part of this movie. Yeah, they were so good. Like, the plot was very thin. Like it, I mean, it it had a plot, but it was just kind of like... Okay. Sure, I, uh, yeah. Or just, yeah. we, we kind of have to, like... It's the extension of disbelief for, like, some 
things of like, oh, how do they find out this and how do they find out that? And yes. it's just it's get these people into one spot so they could fuck each other up. Yes. And it, basically it delivers on that aspect. Yes. You know, they had this whole family dynamic where his son seems to like not really respect him and uh-huh. it seems like the it family seems like there's like some kind of like marital troubles like mm-hmm. you know lack of a sex life or something like that yeah so they, they go through like the beginning it's like in- establishing there's this routine they do the same mm-hmm. thing every day blah 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 whatever try to get you in this mindset of he's this humdrum accountant that lives the same life every day and then shit goes down <laughs> so yeah <laughs> It's very interesting. He's not the person I would have expected to be in a movie like this. Not at all. But he definitely felt like he fit once you accept him as yeah. that role of really fucking good at fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just could beat everybody up in a room. Yes. I would not have expected to see him in an action movie. So, I mean. But he did a great job. Maybe they'll spin this off into a show and they'll call it Better Call Nobody. Yeah. Or don't call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a great time with this, though. Yeah. The, the gore factor was top oh notch. They had some yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. I was actually really thankful that we were the only, only people in the theater because I was like, ah, a couple times. I was like, if there were people around, they'd be like, bitch, shut up. Whatever. No, everyone would just be thankful to be there. They'd be fine. <laughs> they would just be glad that I wasn't throwing them out if yeah. they were in there. Yeah. They shouldn't have been. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a good movie. I think if you, uh, it, it was only like an hour and a half, I think. Too. Yeah, I don't think, think it was so. that long a movie. It was pretty short. It was pretty straightforward. And what I want to see is nobody and Taken <laughs> mashed together. I want yeah. like Liam Neeson. A buddy cop movie? Yeah, like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> Between nobody and Taken? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could call it You Will Be Taken Nobody. <laughs> nobody Will Take You. I liked mine more. Yeah, yours is better. <laughs> and the whole movie is them not letting other people take somebody. Yeah. <laughs> in a giant warehouse. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to dissect this one. I highly recommend people go watch it or rent it if they have to. Yeah, I think it's a dissection for me too. Yeah. I think I can actually say that if we had paid the money to rent it, I wouldn't have regretted it. Only in the sense that you'd only have two days to watch it again. Right. But I wouldn't have felt like I wasted my money. Mm. I would have been like, yeah, that was fucking good. I'm yeah. okay with that. I almost mistaken this for the other movie with Guy Ritchie, the one that he directed with uh, Jason Statham. Their Wrath of Man or something yeah, like that? Yeah, whatever. Wrath of Man, yeah. For some reason in my head, I was like, oh, this is a Guy Ritchie movie. And then like, I was like, wait a minute. No, it's not. Like halfway through, I was like, this isn't Guy Ritchie. I... There's no British accent. <laughs> it does kind of have that tone of like, a little bit, yeah. his style, though. That's true. We'll have to see The Wrath of Man as well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. For Maybe you our... can rent out the whole theater for that again, too. Well, obviously. They owe me <laughs> for like a year and a half yeah. of emotional damage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yes, that is it for our movies and TV section. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Definitely check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod, or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com. And like, review, and subscribe. Share our podcast on your favorite podcast service. Do all the things. We would appreciate it. Thank you.
Let's get into some more gaming news. Mm-hmm. We'll start out with a few new releases. Metopia is coming to the Switch on May 21st. Okay. Not my jam. Yeah. But it's for somebody. Yeah, somebody. Um, multi-platform, Rust is coming to Xbox One and PS4. That's May 21st. And, of course, Saints Row the Third Remastered is getting a PS5 and Xbox Series X update mm. uh, coming out May 25th. You can also buy the game for that generation. Mm-hmm. But apparently people who own the PS4 and Xbox One version will get the free update. Do we own that? Or is Yes, it... we do. Okay. We, I wasn't I, sure if it was Game Pass game. As I was doing this whole news thing, I was like, oh my god. We just, did we buy a game? Where did we buy a game? <laughs> and before I even got down to the free upgrade, I was like, oh, we better get the upgrade or I'm going to be You're mad. You're already pissed. Yeah. So, luckily we got we it. We really need and to we play haven't that. played it yet. So, I, I bought it, I think we got it on PlayStation on like a a sale. They had some like big sale a few months ago. So, do we have it on Game Pass on Xbox? Is that why it's on Xbox too? We don't have it on Xbox. Oh, that's the fourth one. Yeah, we have the fourth one on okay. Xbox, okay. which so we like, also have not played. I know have I have a played. six. No, we haven't touched it. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't have it, though. And that came out in like 2015 or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, so it is on our PlayStation. Okay. So That's fair. Yeah, so we'll get the update for the PS5, and then you're on the Pro, so... Maybe there's some kind of update for that. Eh, I don't know. I'm okay if it doesn't, because honestly, it makes the load screen take longer. So we should play it, though. Yeah, I'd like to. That was the. And then we can go into, into playing the fourth game. Yeah, definitely. Get out of hell, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we have a little bit of delay with the Skull and Bones game. Uh, was going to originally be coming out in 2018, and it's been delayed many times. Uh, it's got a little case of the chronic delays. Uh, so it's now not going to be coming out until sometime between 2022 and 2023. Okay. So a very precise window yeah. of two yeah. years. Would you say they have delay <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm going to coin that word. Okay. Yeah. So, anybody who's not familiar with this game, it is a ship simulator that was announced at E3 in like 2017. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Ubisoft game. It, I don't know. I don't know who's even waiting for this game at this point. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, also, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance is has been announced to be hitting Game Pass on day one with its release, uh, which is June 22nd. This is a... Card game, right? No, it's a oh. four-player co-op game. Oh, okay. But it's it looks on... like it's like a dungeon crawler thing. Okay. But not top down. Alright. But Dungeons and Dragons is usually a card game, it's, right? Yes, but a it's tabletop? a well no, it's tabletop, yeah. Tabletop. Okay. They probably they probably have a card game. I don't yeah, know. I'm probably just saying t- tabletop or card game because it was a tabletop and it's, I was putting Dungeons it and Dragons is a very broad franchise at this mm-hmm. point. I think they're kinda dabbling in everything yeah so i don't think it really is tied to any specific thing got it all right uh getting into our news uh apparently as of today call of duty warzone has banned over five hundred thousand people supposedly 
Oh, due to so cheating? So half of a million for cheating. Yeah. Yes. They're not doing it fast enough. <laughs> yeah, see, here's the thing is uh, they... People will just make other accounts and just yeah. keep doing it. They're not stopping the people from doing it. They're stopping them from doing it on whatever account they had. But they're just making knockoff accounts they don't care about. Can't they ban, like, the MAC address or the IP address? They're trying to do something where they're doing the two-step process now. So you have to link your accounts to that. And then because of that, it'll let them know if you're trying to Mm. use a different account under the same name. Right. Okay. Because it'll be tied to your phone number and all that. Right, right. Anyways, it's still a problem. People are always going to find a way to cheat. Yeah. It sucks. I think it's a a better course of action is to have them do the, like, cheater servers. Who was doing that? Was that Call they of Duty supposedly that was doing, doing that? They're supposed yeah. to do that in this game, but like, I, I, how would you know if they're actually doing it? You know? I don't know. If you see Unless this. you're a cheater and you're putting them, <laughs> and it's blatantly obvious. Yeah. The only way you would know if it's working is if you're either a cheater and you get put in there and you yeah. know, or you're not a cheater and you're like, nobody's you, cheating. Otherwise, <laughs> you're just being exposed to the cheaters who haven't been caught yet. True. That's a bummer. All right. Um... On the other front of games as service, Destiny 2 uh, apparently had a crossplay function that they've enabled on accident in the game. Okay. So some players uh, have been able to play crossplay with other consoles huh. through the game. And it wasn't planned to be out for a few months at least, I guess. Okay. So the, the, the crossplay feature went live when it wasn't supposed to months ahead of time. Got it. Uh, so the community manager for Dis- for Destiny 2 tweeted out basically to enjoy it while you can until they <laughs> update and get rid of it. Yeah. That's funny. Sony has revealed two new colors for the PS5 DualSense controller. Midnight Black and Cosmic Red releasing in June. Yeah. So black and like magenta. <laughs> yeah. It seems that way. If yeah. you looked at them, they, yeah. it, it didn't look like a red. It was like. Is crimson considered... Is that a color? Crimson is like, like a dark red. red. Yeah, I would say maybe that. It, yeah. It didn't feel like a red to me. Okay. But uh, those oh, will yeah. be releasing in June, apparently. That does look very... Um, they announced them on their blog, and they basically said next month you can get them. And so Midnight Black is only cool because their standard controller is white. Yes. It, otherwise, it's so like a normal... So here's my question. Are are, are they going to be releasing console covers that are these colors, do you think? If they were smart, they would because they could make money off of I it. I mean, they already are, are using the color for yeah. the controller, so wouldn't it be smart to make faceplates for the... Exactly. I mean, especially since Sony was so proactive on... Shutting down. Shutting down the... third-party faceplate makers. Yeah, yeah. You think that they'd have something in the works for it, right? You would think they would because that's an easy money yeah. thing. Maybe this is just me, but I feel like I wouldn't want a colored controller for my white console. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would bother me. Yeah. I know it already bothers you that you have a white console, right? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It's easier. I I don't know what it is. I don't like white consoles. Yeah. I think the black looks so much better. Yeah. The, The sleekness of a black console just looks way better. Yeah. I don't mind the white console, but I do notice the dust on it more. So, it's got perks and mm-hmm. negatives. Yeah. Yeah, I, get, I noticed with, like, the Xbox, like, my Xbox 360, like, that the launch ones that they had mm-hmm. were white. Yeah. And I would notice that you would get, like, dirty fingerprints on it every time you yeah. moved it and stuff. And... Yeah. It gets, like, grime over yeah. time. Yeah, it looks really gross. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're 
bringing out those controllers, and I guess we'll see where they go from there. But they, yeah. if they were smart, they would do controller mm-hmm. faceplates or get console faceplates as well. Yeah, there's like rumors that they have a cheaper version of the PS5 in development, hmm. which is meant to like shift the chip that they're using so that they can make more production. Okay. I don't know. It's it's being rumored right now. Yeah. Not not that it's like a slim. It's just a different version of so they can make it without having delays in production. I don't know. A different supply chain. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's supposed to be any different performance. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to keep our ears peeled for that. Yeah. Uh, but in the same Sony news, apparently PlayStation Studios head... Herman Holst claims that the company has 25 PS5 games in development under the PlayStation banner. So, half of those are supposedly new IPs. Hmm, okay. 12.5 games will be new then? Yeah. So, expect one game that's going to be half new, half old. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a sequel. (laughs) I'm curious, though. Do you think that this is all first-party games, whether they're new or sequels to a game? Do you think they're all first-party? Because this could also mean, like, games like Returnal or uh, Sackboy, where they're they're not technically Sony developers, but they are games that are deemed exclusives and Sony titles. Yeah, I feel like it's probably including that those types as well. Otherwise, that would be a really large number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think if they even have 25 studios. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a calculator? Because Nintendo Switch has one for you, but it's going to cost you $10 to buy Yes, it. yes. Uh, apparently, <laughs> if you've been holding out for a calculator app on your Nintendo Switch, you can now get one for $10 fucking dollars. This what? is not a joke. This is not a joke. <laughs> this is not a drill. Why on earth would anyone, A, need a calculator app on your Nintendo Switch, and B, pay $10 for it? What? I have no idea. There's got to be something else that it's used for. Like, there's got to be a reason. To type boobies? <laughs> yeah, you pay $10 so you can type Show boobies. Show your friends. Yeah. It's for like it's for like the eight-year-olds. Like, look what I can do. And eight zero zero eight. One, three, five. <laughs> or I guess it would be backwards. You do it backwards, right? Yeah. Never mind. So, five, three, one, eight, zero, zero, eight. Yeah. And then boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Pow, look at this. Look at my boobies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how that's a thing or why anyone would pay for it. So that's weird. If you have any information on this, please write us. At yeah, like, what are you gonna be like out in like public and be like, oh fuck, uh, see, how can I calculate? How can I possibly this? calculate this? There's a small computer should that I, I keep in my pocket. Should I use my phone? No, no, no. That's only for calling people. <laughs> Maybe I could hardwire my switch via an app to to do this over playing video games. Yeah. Which <laughs> you wouldn't even be connected to the internet, anyways. Yeah. I guess you wouldn't need the internet. No. Well, that'd be cool if you did, though. <laughs> that would be cool if you did need the internet to make it more difficult to How use. How funny would that be? You buy this $10 <laughs> calculator app, and then 
You need to be the first time you ever need to use it. You can't because you didn't have internet <laughs> yeah, access. No network connection. <laughs> you need to update the app yeah. in order to get it to work. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that without internet. It's true. What did they add? Fucking numbers? I. <laughs> <laughs> they changed math. They did change math. <laughs> That's how they can market it. The new math calculator. Yeah. Two plus two, five. <laughs> That's not correct. It is now. <laughs> All right. Last on our stories for gaming. Microsoft has apparently closed a loophole that gave gamers Game Pass at a very cheap rate of 50% off. I saw this when I maybe at first was a thing, but I didn't really know much about it. And I didn't really look far enough into it, which now I'm kicking myself for it. Yeah. So apparently it involved converting one year of EA Play, which is obviously in it's something that's included with Game Pass Ultimate. So if you bought one year of EA Play for $30, it would convert to four months of Game Pass Ultimate. Sounds like you're getting like shafted there. Yeah, it does. But you would basically be getting 50% off if you were to buy a year of Game Pass if you did this. Okay. Because the math checks out, a year of Game Pass would be... Twice as expensive. Let me get your as... Nintendo Switch out so you can oh, calculate right, that. Oh, right, right. Let me get my Switch out so I can <laughs> calculate the, the loophole. Uh, so basically, Microsoft caught on to this. So instead of being able to buy one year and getting four months, you're now able to get two months of Game Pass Ultimate through EA Play. So you okay. can still do the conversion, but you're getting less. You're just not getting Basically, a they adjusted to yeah. make it even. Yeah. Well, congrats to anyone who... Caught the loophole while they still could. Yeah. I mean, it was really just basic old math. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at I was like, yeah, I mean, this does check out. Yeah. I feel like anybody could have thought of this. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, uh, there was a movie I saw with Adam Sandler. It's like Drunk Punch Love or something. Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. I think I always say that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he like buys a bunch of pudding because uh-huh. it has some kind of like sweepstakes thing. Uh-huh. And, like, he found a loophole that if you bought so many of those, it would, like, be more cost-effective to get a trip to Hawaii to buy the tickets or whatever through the points that you... It was like you got reward points for an airline or something Mm -hmm. for the pudding. Okay. And it was cheaper to do that than to actually buy the tickets. Oh, okay. And so he got, like, for dirt cheap. I don't know. Yeah. I probably butchered the whole scenario. But He used old math. He schemed something through a pudding thing and got, like, a trip to Hawaii. Nice. Or was like loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right. That is it for our news this week for gaming. And that is it for our episode. Yep. No review this week, unfortunately. But stick around for next week. I'm sure we'll have something for you all. Resident Evil's Village. Yes. Eight. Indeed. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Please go leave us a review or and a rating on your podcast service, especially if it happens to be Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because that's the one that matters to get people noticed. And definitely follow us on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at DTFpod, or send us an email directly to DTFpod at gmail.com, or check out our website, DTFcast.com. That's it for episode 92 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye-bye.